Hi everyone, my name is Grace and welcome to this episode of Gracie Kenyan Diaspora and Returnee. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we're so glad that you've joined us. This podcast is a forum for discussing everything diaspora and life as a returnee. Uh, I've been joined by Solomon for the third episode now and I'm so glad to have him. In our first episode, uh, Solomon shared with us his life in the diaspora. He lived in the US for 11 years. In the second episode, he told us about his life as a returnee. I actually teared up just thinking about what that was like for him and for me as well. So we hope that you go back to that and listen. Solomon also introduced us to his business, Goshen Acquisitions and Grand Acres. He invests in real estate in Kenya, land specifically, and sells them to both local and diaspora. So welcome, Solomon. Thank you. How are you doing today? Still blessed. Still blessed. I love that answer. I cannot get used to it for the life of me. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, as a banker, Mm. uh, and I am in diaspora banking, also as someone who is interested in real estate, uh, I'm very interested in what you're doing. And I've listened to so many of your videos. Um, I also know that Caroline Motuko is one of your clients. I know she recently also bought land for her children. Mm. I got very interested in learning about you and getting to know who you are. And you know, when I was doing my due diligence, um, yes, I did do due diligence. I'm still a diaspora by blood. Ukondani kidogo. I wanted to know who you are before I selected you. And I googled Goshen Acquisitions, Grand Acres, nothing much came up. So I decided to do the Kenyaji way of asking people about you. And people may not have known the name, but people were like, I know Solomon, I know Solo. I personally vouch for him. That spoke volumes, you know? And I was like, the internet lost on this one. If people on the ground knew you more than the internet, but more so the depth of how they vouched for you. So uh, introduce us a little bit again, or mention your business a little bit, and then I'll go into specific questions that I have for you. Yeah, well, that's really humbling. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Solomon Wangwe, founder, uh, MD, CEO, Kazia Mkono, for Goshen Acquisitions and its wholly owned subsidiary, uh, Grand Acres Limited. Mm -hmm. We are experts and extremely passionate about providing safe investment opportunities Mm -hmm. in the land space to Kenyans both here and in the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So actually 60% of our customers tend to be diaspora based. Oh wow, good. Um, And uh, that's what we live for on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's not a side hustle. Yeah. And we've been doing so for, it'll be now 11 years uh, in January of next year. Okay. Which is just a a few months away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, Allow me to just go directly into the questions. Uh, And like I said, I've watched your videos, but I'd like our audience to also appreciate the journey that you take. Uh, walk us through how you select the land and the improvements that you make on them before you, before going to the market. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I think from from the very beginning, we we were clear about three main criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one was proximity to Nairobi, mm-hmm. because we couldn't afford Nairobi. Yes. So therefore, we had to be outside of Nairobi, and we found that the best. Uh, radius from Nairobi was two to three hour drive. Mm. 
because it had to be manageable. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of things we have to do from when we buy to when we subdivide. Yes. Even if I, I wasn't selling, mm. if I was going to use my space, how do I manage that as an owner? So putting ourselves in our customers' shoes. It's true. So two to three hour driving radius, mm. proximity to Nairobi or radius from Nairobi. Second was our sites had to be next to impending developments. Mm. So a, a little bit of research has to go into what's happening. Yes. What are the government's plans for infrastructure mm. uh, development, uh, things like roads, major intersections, dams, Konza Techno City, mm, mm. those types of things. Yeah. Um, and that can also be true for the private sector. So mm. is there a company or an individual that's doing something sizable somewhere mm. that would have a material impact on land values around it mm. because of all that they have to do to make the project work, mm. which means they're pulling power, they're doing roads, yes. they're pulling water or mm. establishing water uh, plants, sewer treatment, and that sort of thing. Mm. Anything that's gonna draw the infrastructure, yeah. even if it's private, is a good way to go. Mm. So, and the reason for that is because uh, if you buy early enough, you experience a steeper yes. uh, appreciation, appreciation yes. as opposed to waiting for time to pass as normal. Yeah. And then the third and final is unique geographic propositions. Mm. Um, Things that God did that man uh, cannot replicate. Yes. You know, mountain views. Yes. If you're at the foot of a mountain, if you're on the ocean front, mm. if you're on a lake front, mm. Mm. Uh, if you're on a escarpment mm. on a cliff yeah. with sweeping views of the Rift Valley, that sort of thing uh, is is critical to us. And if you if you look at our website and all our marketing material for all our sites, yeah, you'll find that all those three check out. Okay. So. That we found was the best way to guide us mm. in terms of where to invest. Yeah. And for that reason, there are places, even if you give us land for free, we would not take it. Yeah. And you know, it's so important that you've said that. And one of the reasons that I'm very jazzed at your business model, uh, you've mentioned that 60% of your clientele are in the diaspora. Oftentimes they're selling, sending someone to go and look at the land for them. Yeah. I'm in diaspora banking and I can tell you, Sometimes we have to go uko in the boonies to look because what the person is being told mm. is the land they're buying versus what it is like on the ground are mm. two different things. Absolutely. You know, already in Kenya, we tell someone, nakam, nikotu hapa. Really, that does, that's not the same when it comes to land. Right. So someone can say it's so near, but really how near how is near, it yeah. to amenities? Yeah. And for diaspora who haven't been home in a while, I can tell you, Nowadays, going to Nanyuki is easy. It's not an all-day event. It's so much closer than it was. I remember when I was in Desta, we even used to go to Naivasha mm. uh, for camping, and it seemed so much further, but it's not. Yes. It's not. The roads have really been improved. You can get to where you're going without needing a four-wheeler, without your car getting stuck. Uh, so those are things. But as you've mentioned, I've just had I had to say that. Yes. Think, yeah, you yes. make the point. I mean, yeah. all these things come into play. Yeah. Not just for us in terms of our ability to create a product for mm. our, our precious customers. Yeah. But in terms of usability for our customers That's thereafter. It. That's it. Yeah. Um, and the views that you've mentioned, I'm sure things that diaspora can relate to because when we think of vacation homes or even when we are mm. abroad and we go on vacation, yes. we usually are reserving cabin homes. Yep. If you like skiing 
or you're reserving a beachfront home or a beach home, you know, just something. So you're Absolutely. really selling to them what they can use should they visit back home or retire back home. Absolutely. Yeah. And what are some of the improvements that you make on the land? So for a long time, we, we had a standardized way to go about uh, creating the product, if you will. So. Yes. We would always make sure that the roads uh, were motorable mm -hmm. uh, by basic grading, making sure it's flat, there was no impediments to your arriving at your beacon. Mm. And when you arrived at the beacon, it was typically a six foot tall, uh, 12 inch steel reinforced concrete beacon, mm -hmm. nicely branded so that there was no confusion about whose property you're looking at. Yes, yes. Uh, clearly demarcating its boundaries. Mm -hmm. We plant half of it in the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, we have since done uh, version 3.0 of that beacon. Uh -huh. what it's, is it? it's now 18 inch diameter instead of 12. Uh -huh. And uh, also one foot higher, taller. What? So three and a half feet yes. is planted in the ground, mm -hmm. three and a half is sticking up. Yeah. So this way you can see the corners of a property from a distance, you yes. don't have to hunt for the thing in the bushes as is typical. Oh, do you know, I listened to one of your YouTube channels where you talked about that and you had actually stood beside a beacon. Yes. And I was so jazzed because I recently bought land in Kikope and mm -hmm. we couldn't find the beams on the backside. Right. And I remember it's my mom and the guy selling and other people and they're talking about beacons. I didn't even know what it looks like, so I was not helping anyone look right. for it, but it's my land. <laughs> Just tell me where it ends. And right. You know, I related to it after watching your video. Mm -hmm. And then I had to pay someone mm. to put the beacon. You're already selling land with the beacon. Yeah. And then you're making it easy for me to find because I can tell you, the longer I stay in Nairobi working so hard, mm. I'll forget where that land is. Of so course, at least yeah. there'll be this beacon almost my height. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Showing me here I am, it Grace. It qualifies for disability. It quali by the way, it does. <laughs> In episode one, I shared about how I was told I qualified for disability income because I was under five That's foot amazing. tall. So yeah. imagine this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those were our initial foc uh, focus points mm -hmm. access, clear boundary demarcation. Mm -hmm. uh, and the most critical was ensuring that we followed due process. Yes. Um, Another reason there's places we just can't take land, even if you gave it to us for free, mm. because it's it's illegal to do the things we typically have to do. Yes. In those places. Yeah. So restrictions on subdivision sizes, mm. what processes you mm. have to have followed. Yeah. Public gazettement, yeah. public community participation, mm. all that type of stuff. So making sure that the title deed that is peddled so openly now yeah. is meaningful. It's mm. not an, uh, an empty promise because that title deed uh, as I've been on record saying is the most useless document in the land acquisition <laughs> process. I did listen to that and I'm like, look at this controversial one. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. No, I mean, it sounds controversial, <laughs> but it's actually true. It is true. Yeah, I wasn't... You just you know, said it wasn't the most important one. That it's was not, it. yeah. yeah. So all the stuff that goes into yes. producing a legitimate title, that's mm -hmm. what we focus on yeah. uh, as well. But, yeah. you know, as time has gone by, uh, if you look at our two current projects in Nanyuki and Naivasha, mm. we've gone uh, a little bit deeper into uh, master planning, Yes. professional master yeah. planning, yeah. taking the site, local site conditions mm -hmm. into consideration yeah. when you're deciding how to fragment or subdivide it. Yeah. And then 
maintaining your due process issues, yes. the stuff that produces the title, yes, and then adding a bit more value on the ground. So, yeah. uh, doing roads to cobblestone standards, for instance, uh, putting in place tunneling for your drainage, yeah. your power reticulation, mm. your water distribution, and even data cables. Yeah. Because we live in an age where internet is a basic need. It must be there. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. perimeter fencing for security, gatehouse, mm. uh, a little bit of landscaping, uh, as well as providing building plan options for our customers so that there's a measure of control. Mm which protects the future value of your investment yeah as opposed to you buying here there everywhere mm. and uh, no one can stop your neighbor from putting up a pig farm next to your beautiful airbnb right <laughs> yes uh, so those are the things we do now yeah in terms of value addition mm. and speaking of due diligence we often find diaspora clients um, telling us that they've put down deposit and maybe they didn't qualify for a loan so now they've lost the money. We also find diaspora Whoa. who tell us yes, because they will identify a property and they, you know, they are really interested in locking it down, that they sign mm. the sale mm. agreement and put down deposit before even going through the application mm. process okay. with us. Yeah. Uh, we've also had diaspora who have been conned My and it goodness. is so painful because we talked about how hard it is on the other side. Uh, so walk us through oh the type yeah. of due diligence that a diaspora should do before signing a sale agreement and yeah. making deposit. I mean, it's, it's uh, without question, and uh, it's difficult for, for our diaspora brothers and sisters because they're not here physically. Mm. Because that's the first thing I tell people yeah. to do, yeah. visit the site. Yeah. Don't rely on marketing material. Mm. Very often... Uh, you know, a lot of the images that you see on brochures, on TV ads, websites, are not actual images of the mm. actual site. Yes. They're stock images. Yes. Because they're trying to paint you a picture of a future promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, right from the onset, we decided we couldn't do that because we don't want to paint a false mm. narrative for someone who's not here to confirm. Yeah. We invest in, in proper photography, videography. So what you see is the actual site. Mm. And if you can't do a physical site visit, ask your seller, are these the actual images or are these stock images? Yeah. Uh, along with that, send someone you know and trust. Mm. Uh, I know the normal default is family, yeah. but that's Ooh. become a, another terrible pit for yes. people in the diaspora. Yes, it has. So find competent people. It's mm. not just about someone you know and trust. Mm. Someone who has a competence to, to know mm. this is an investable location. Yeah whatever is being offered makes sense. Mm. Uh, once that's been done, ask your seller for their documentation. Yeah. They must identify themselves, whether corporate or individual. Mm. Uh, they have to uh, provide you the uh, documents to the property, yeah. um, including survey reports mm. where possible. Mm. If they don't, if they can't do that for you, you have to commission one yourself. Yeah. Uh, assuming all that checks out, make sure you have a licensed advocate yes to draw up sale agreements yes, for you yes now even though it is not the practice for us all the time mm. i always advise people never to share an advocate with the seller yes because uh, the two of them can go into cahoots together happens all the time yes and even if they do not mm. that lawyer would be conflicted 
in the event of a future dispute mm, yes along the way yes so that's you want to make sure whoever's representing you can fight for your rights mm. without a conflict of interest mm. hire your own lawyer yeah. even if the seller has one mm. get your own yeah now if you elect to share an advocate do it with the mm. understanding mm. that uh, there could be a conflict at some point yes and you're willing to to deal with what that means yeah yeah uh, so never allow a seller to force you mm. or compel you mm. to use their lawyer. their lawyer and you know uh, people sometimes think it's cheaper to use the same right. lawyer because they're already doing the work but not necessarily i mean not yeah not yeah. necessarily and strictly speaking mm. uh you know the law society of kenya has very specific guidelines yeah. on how lawyers are to be compensated for their professional right. services through the remuneration act yes yes and so if a lawyer is charging less than the remuneration order mm. stipulates mm. for the sake of collecting twice mm. that lawyer is in breach of his professional yeah. oath mm. um, not just to the lsk but to their peers yeah uh, and also is putting you at risk mm. in the event of a dispute yeah so have your own lawyer prepare the documents and make sure that your interests are, are sorted out or catered for. Mm. The seller's lawyer can do the same. Yeah. Uh, if there's nothing unreasonable, both interests are married into one document. Yeah. Sign it. Mm. Uh, and when you do pay your deposit, which is the next step, yeah. as much as possible, especially when the property is still undergoing subdivision mm. or planning yeah in essence you're you're prepaying yes for a, a parcel of land that is not your title that's being hived off from a larger plot of land mm. do not pay the seller directly yeah. ever uh, make sure your funds go into an escrow, an escrow account. account yes ideally it should be your lawyer's escrow right not their lawyer's, <laughs> lawyer's escrow ex yes and regardless of whose escrow your money is going to mm. make sure that they give you a professional undertaking yes uh, that they would not release your funds to the other party mm. unless the conditions stipulated in your sale agreement are met yeah and and then after that it's easy you exchange your your balance for your documents yeah but you know a lot of people either out of ignorance or uh overzealous expediency mm. skip all these steps yes and that's how you end up in problems yeah yeah and we will share more details on this on our website uh in the course of the week uh the yes all the entire video that you did yes we have that. a ton of content on our website yes. uh, on land in kenya yes uh youtube channel yes uh social media handles just search for goshen acquisitions or grand acres yeah and you and should be able it. to find the information if you're at a loss mm. give us a call right you can whatsapp us yeah uh, on the number yeah um and we'll be happy to assist yeah so there are two things you've said there before i go into the next question that i really want to touch on you talked about the site visit i cannot emphasize enough get someone you trust to do the site visit for you so have someone you trust do the site visit for you and if you even need to i don't know talk to your lawyer to send the pictures something but yes. get someone you trust to do the site visit for you mm -hmm. and then you talked about the sale agreement um, just speaking from my US experience I know that even when we used to sign those sale agreements they had those exit clauses of you will put money in escrow yeah. for this amount of time but subject to a good inspection report if it was a building you mm. were buying subject to a valuation report there were these clauses 
that would have allowed us to walk away. But if you yeah. just sign a sale agreement that you've drafted yourself, there are things you might miss. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. Hire a licensed advocate. There's a yeah. reason they go to school for yeah. the years they do and mm -hmm. get licensed to yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, do yourself a favor, pick one. Mm. Uh, you can easily verify that they are licensed by going to LSK's website mm. and entering their name or practice name. Yeah. It'll tell you whether or not they are currently licensed to practice. Right, in that year. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. renew every year. <laughs> yes. Um, don't take any shortcuts. Do yeah. not cave into the pressure to get a good deal now. Yes. If, if a seller is genuinely uh, engaging you, mm. they will not put you in a place where you're risking your skin. Yes. Uh, they have to accommodate your, within reason obviously. Right. Yes. But uh, anytime there's a pre high pressure situation to skip important steps, mm. my advice is walk away. Yes. You'll, you'll find the right thing. It's true. Uh, so take your time, get the agreements done. And if, with regards to the clauses you're referring to, mm. people losing deposits, uh, a LSK uh, sale agreement will generally allow for your funds to be refunded. Mm. Uh, especially if something has happened on the seller's side yes. to prevent closure. Yes. They have to refund you fully and in some cases even with interest. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, now, if it's the seller. If you're the one walking away, mm. uh, not by no fault of the seller, yeah. you simply give up your 10% yeah. as, as a liquidated damages yes. and you get the, the balance back. So get a, a, a licensed advocate to help you with that. Yeah, yeah, I even say for those who are seeking financing, don't even put down deposit if you can negotiate for that in your contract. Mm. So at least go through the application process, wait till you get the offer letter from the bank. Right. And then after that, that's when the bank does the valuation report. Because we've also had where the diaspora will put down deposit and then yeah. the valuation report comes back lower than they had agreed on. Majority of the time, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yes. And I know you're a seller and you want to get your money right away, but truly there's this other side of someone has put down deposit to lock it in, yeah. to lock in the purchase, and then they end up losing the money when the valuation comes out so much lower. Mm. So just some of the things that you know we can maybe advise the diaspora to do. Yes, absolutely. And we're available to, to, to guide, offer advice. Again, we're not licensed advocates. Yeah. Um, uh, so in as much as we're able to sort of light the path for you, mm. uh, we're happy to, as a former diaspora or diaspora returnee, I understand. Yes. And, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, something else that we see with the diaspora, and I was also very confused when I came here, is the amount of time it takes to go through the perfection process or conveyancing. Mm. Completion. Yes, completion yes. process. So can yeah. you walk us through that? Why does it take so much longer here? Uh, many factors. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, it depends on what period of time was agreed to mm. on the sale agreement, mm. because that can be as long as both parties agree. Yeah. Uh, the other reason is that there are so many stakeholders along the way, mm. beginning with the Ministry of Lands Registry. Yes. The Ministry of Lands Survey Department. <laughs> yeah. The County Planning Department mm -hmm. that has to issue approvals, especially when you're dealing with change of use yeah. and subdivision. Yeah. There's the Land Control Board mm. that has to issue consents, especially for freehold property. Yeah. Um, and then finally, there is at the very end the registration of the title. Yeah. Uh, we happen to be having this conversation in a week where the 
the main registry in the country in Ardi House is down. Mm. Uh, by no fault of either party, yeah. completion cannot happen. Yes. So just be aware, mm. uh, but there are usually provisions in the sale agreement that yeah. allow for that to be remedied. Yeah. If it's by no fault of either party, mm. we agree in writing to extend so that you're not in breach of a legally binding document. Yeah. Um, especially when goodwill is in place, good faith interaction is happening. Mm. It should be an issue. But the genesis of all that yeah. is get a licensed advocate. Yes. To draft to the you. agreement. To yeah. help and you. this is in no way an endorsement to advocates. I'm yeah. not an advocate. Yeah. We're not paid by the Law Society of Kenya. Yeah. It's just a reality of our market. It is. Yeah. Yeah. As we're winding down, Solomon, um, I did mention that I know that Caroline Motoko has endorsed your company. She's purchased land from you. Uh, but other than that, why should the diaspora believe you? You know, there's so many land sellers out there. Yeah. And it gets overwhelming knowing who is saying the truth, who is honest, and who is not. Yes. Why you? Well, we try our darndest, <laughs> as we said in yeah, the South, yeah. um, to make sure that I don't even need to answer that question. Mm. It's not about me. Yeah. Just know the due process mm. and follow it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. Mm. You know, I can sit here and tell you we have a better customer uh, service and experience which is true mm. uh, i can tell you that we do not pay bribes to do anything along the way mm. because the ethics behind the legal processes matter to us that mm. much mm. that is true mm. uh, i can tell you that um, our sites are generally more prime than other people offering oh. land in the market, okay. which is true, yeah. but none of that is material. Mm. Um, if you know what the due process is and you follow it, it doesn't matter. You remove trust from the equation, yeah. which is the goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to be trusted, but mm. uh, the issue of trust presupposes that there's problems in true. the first place. True. Yeah. Right. Why so do we have to talk about why trust? Why do we have to? Yeah. yeah. So mm. just know the due process. It's why we started our YouTube channel, mm. Own Land in Kenya, mm. where we freely share our experiences. We tell people what to look out for, whether yeah. or not you're buying from us. Yes doesn't matter yeah yeah follow the due process mm. if you need to call and ask we're happy to give our advice mm. based on empirical evidence and experience yeah 11 years doing this now mm. in in a couple of months yeah we know a thing or two right about the process so yeah. we are available yeah um but um you know, with regards to the endorsement by Caroline Mutoko, yeah. we, we were fortunate to have her purchase land from us in 2013. Mm. She has bought land from us uh, on every single project we've had virtually mm. uh, and, and now buying for her next generation. Right. Um, and because of her endorsement, we have also had the privilege to serve many others mm. uh, like her. And yeah. We, we're looking forward to, to continuing to do that. Mm. Mm. I have really enjoyed watching your YouTube channel, Own Land in Kenya. For me, even as a former diaspora coming home, I'm also learning along the way. Yeah. Uh, and that channel is so informative. And like you said, it's for free. You're not even charging people to educate them. You're just doing it all for free. So I hope that you will all tune into that YouTube channel. Uh, to learn from it. I have enjoyed having you. 
Thank I, you. Yeah. I, I am not happy you made me cry <laughs> in our prior podcast, but I've really enjoyed having you. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. And to our audience, we hope that you found this podcast to be insightful. If it was, please subscribe, share it with your family and friends. You can also find us on our social media channels at Kenyan underscore diaspora underscore returnee. Thank you again for listening and have a great day, afternoon or evening wherever you are.